All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, for our transition episode of Vitamin PhD. We're moving from the research skills season to the teaching skills season. Um, my name is Heather, and it's great to be back with you guys. It's a friendly reminder, uh, Heather Mooney, PhD candidate in sociology here at BU. Um, and Matt, please go ahead. Hey, everybody. It is Matt, and I am a first year PhD student in computer engineering here at BU. Uh, I focus on robotics and automation kind of stuff, but generally anything computer engineering is fun for me. Uh, and so now we've got uh, the next season's hosts with us to introduce themselves and hear a little bit about their season. Who would like to go first? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Shanice Jacobs. Uh, now Shanice Jacobs plays Mon, and I am a fourth year PhD student slash candidate somewhere in between at the School of Theology. Uh, my research centers constructive theology and health, really trying to figure out ways for religious communities to advocate Black women's health and wellness, um, examining maternal health, maternal morbidity, and maternal mortality. Hey guys, I am Jenna Rindy. I am a third year PhD student in the biology department and I look at the interactions between urban forestry and air pollution. Super exciting to have you all on here. Um, so I guess sort of how this episode will look, again, we'll ask a couple of questions and then pass it off to Shanice and Jenna to ask theirs. Um, so my first question for you both is, what brought you to Vitamin PhD uh, to, to host this fabulous podcast? Well, I'll be the first person to say I did it for the extra check. Um, it was <laughs> great to get additional funding for something, especially over the summer. Um, and I also really am stoked about teaching. Uh, that was the first uh, theme that I put down that I'd like to work with. Um, I've gotten to do a lot of teaching, especially volunteer teaching with students of all ages, uh, definitely helping students learn English. Um, I worked in refugee communities and then I got to teach here at the graduate level. And so having that experience between kindergartners and adult learners, uh, you learn a lot over those years. And I was very interested to see how others approach teaching uh, to make me a better educator. What about you, Jenna? Yeah, I definitely agree in terms of both the check and the excitement in teaching. Um, I have had a lot of experience in teaching over the past three years. And I found that it definitely is something that keeps me going. Um, but when I first heard about vitamin PhD and the ability to host it, I was especially excited because I have been trying to integrate communication into my science. And um, even when I was an undergrad, I actually started as communication major in hopes that I was going to um, be a science writer or a science communicator. Um, so even though I switched fully into science, I really stayed, um, I guess I would say I stayed in the track between communication and science. And this was just another, not a really good opportunity to build my communication skills in a different media form than I'm used to. And I was really excited about that opportunity. So you're telling me I should have been working on my communication skills this whole season? I know, <laughs> right? Surprise. Darn it. I missed that part. Uh, well, thank you. That was uh, a good uh, intro into why you're here. Money is always a good motivator. Agreed. Um, so that brings me to kind of a two-part question. Um, so it sounds like your season is about teaching. Could you give us kind of a, 
a quick recap of what you're going to be bringing to the listeners this season, and then also what you're excited about for your season. Absolutely. Um, Jenna, if I miss anything, please hop in. But the way that we broke up the season, we looked at teaching at different teaching levels. So we have an episode on early education and K through 12, undergrad, grad, um, teaching beyond the institution, online teaching. And there's another one that I never remember, but it's also really important. Uh, We also get to have a chat with the Center for Teaching and Learning. Um, And so we're just really fascinated, special education, how could I ever forget? Um, But we're just really excited to figure out the different ways that people who have PhDs and have also worked outside of um, institutions of higher ed have really gained skills that are important to what they bring to the classroom, but more importantly to what they bring out into the world. And I think what I'm most excited about is just the diverse group of people that we got to speak with. Um, Everyone, I think almost everyone had some kind of experience teaching outside of colleges and universities, which I think made them better educators. And they also had such great tips for what it looks like to teach and learn as a whole person and not just giving content um, and scoring you based on that content. So to be reminded that you are a human being before you are a learner was really great uh, from each and every person. Yeah, I definitely will agree, first of all, with everything Johnny said. And um, I really appreciated the very candid responses that we got from all of our guests and their honesty about the really amazing parts of their job and also the challenges of their job and the, the experiences that they had prior to teaching and how they've incorporated that into their teaching. And something I'm really excited about is at the end of every episode, we did rapid fire questions with our guests and a lot of their responses were really heartwarming. And I'm really excited for guest listeners to be able to hear that. I'm actually formally trained as a teacher and I think teaching is so important and it's so under supported in graduate school so I am so so excited <laughs> to hear uh, you know what you guys are bringing to this table because it's so it's really valuable right to have that extra training and support because we don't get any right as graduate students so I'm, I'm super excited for this so now we actually have our uh challenge question um, that we've asked each of our guests this season, and I'm excited to hear your guys' responses. In three words, answer this question. Research is what? Three to five words. Okay, I'm gonna preface by saying you asked PhD students to say something in three words. That's like the- Five words. (laughs) Like, if that was how I was supposed to defend my dissertation, I would not get my degree. (laughs) Okay, research is always asking questions. Wow, that's a really good one. <laughs> that was honestly like too good. I, I think I'd just skip me. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to think of like adjectives, um, but amazing. I, my, the first two that came to mind were like creative or creativity and exhausting. <laughs> But I guess I would also add um, collaborative. Um, yeah, because I, I think that the majority of my research has been collaborative in terms of undergraduate, high school students working in our lab, um, and then graduate students and PIs. Everyone has to be involved to make it work. Yeah, excellent. 
excellent answers. Uh, you'd be surprised how often we heard exhausting too. <laughs> it's uh, I think the whole process, right? Uh, so now that you have dealt with our challenge question, um, do you have questions you'd like to ask of us? Probably some rapid fire ones, I'm guessing. Rapid fire questions have been found. Heather, are you ready? Okay, deep breaths. First question, what does teaching mean to you? Teaching means to me sort of uh, sharing and cultivating critical thinking and perspectives in both other people and myself. Love that. What does learning mean to you? Oh, learning means being adaptive and responsive and being able to integrate new information into your worldview as seamlessly as possible, <laughs> but still sort of challenging ourselves in the process. Adaptive and responsive. I love that. If you were to choose a different career tomorrow, what would it be? Oh, something that would make me a million dollars. Amen to that. <laughs> and final question who is the biggest inspiration to your teaching oh that's a great question I would have to say um bell hooks was like super influential to me like amazing just I learned so much from her about teaching and about learning um and so I'm indebted to her um and her work that's incredible and the perfect um, homage to her uh, based on her recent passing. So thank you, Bell Hooks, um, as you're among the ancestral realm for how you taught all of us to teach. Jenna, awesome. over to you. Sorry, I had to sneeze. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Thank you, Heather. Um, okay, Matt, hopefully this has helped you uh, have a little time to think. Um, but are you ready? Oh, I am. I'm a little nervous. Heather's answers were very, very good. <laughs> I wish I had gone first now so I could give you my terrible answers. <laughs> okay, so um, you ready? Yep. Okay, what does teaching mean to you? So uh, this question I, in my head, I think of it as like, what am I trying to accomplish through teaching? And um, I guess when I really think about it, I think about trying to bring other people into my world a little bit, um, you know, kind of expand the student's horizons and hopefully in a way that helps it overlap with, with my world and where I exist day to day. And um, yeah, I, I, that's really how I think about it, trying to bring people into my world however I can. And I love that because that's not something that we usually hear. Um, and you can tell like you're really thinking about how you're gonna approach it. So I, I like that a lot. Um, what does learning mean to you? Oh, I love learning. Um, to me, learning is um, kind of the opposite of, of what I think about teaching and broadening your horizons, um, kind of exploring more things that are out there to help inform your views, uh, you know, about everything, really. You know, I, I'm working in engineering, and before that, I worked in corporate IT, but one of my passions is economics. And I don't use it every day, but it definitely informs my thinking and helps kind of broaden my general scope, like in everything I do in life. And so that's why I think about learning is broadening your horizons as much as possible. We love it. Synced. <laughs> um, if you were to choose a different career tomorrow, what would it be? Oh, that is a fun and tough one. Probably graphic designer, like 3D graphic designer. I really love that too. I'm not creative enough to do it as a, like, uh, a vocation, but boy, I love it. It's fun. 
don't stem too far from the use of the computer there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, so for this question, um, I could change it up a little bit. Who is the biggest inspiration to your education? Uh, I'm going to say my sister, actually. She uh, She's five years older than me, and she spent, you know, the first 20 years of her uh, education after high school. She went on to get an undergraduate and a master's degree in music performance and spent years in music performance very successfully and really loved it and got to the point where she was no longer passionate about it and found an entirely new career now as a labor and delivery nurse. And, you know, is looking to go into teaching on the nursing side and absolutely loves it. And the fact that she was able to do two things that she loved so much and recognized when it was time to make a change and went so dramatically in a different direction, uh, just kind of showed me that I didn't have to pick one career. I could make changes. That is really inspiring and really important I think that's actually going to be a great thing for our listeners to hear because as much yeah I think that it's really hard for PhD students to accept that you can change your route at any time <laughs> so that's really inspiring I also had one other question for you both Heather what class are you teaching this semester and also I was wondering if there's any classes that you've taught in the past that really excited you and then for Matt, what classes do you have the opportunity to teach in your department? And are there any that are particularly of interest to you? So as a grad student, I have primarily taught as a TF or as a solo instructor. So currently I am a solo instructor, a senior teaching fellow, instructor of record, whatever you wanna call it, at BU for social theory and also at Simmons across the way for um, sociology of inequalities. So I really enjoy teaching all of those classes. Um, I think the class I've enjoyed teaching most so far is social theory because I really like theory. <laughs> um, so we get to do everything from uh, Marx, Weber, Durkheim, Du Bois, sort of the classic sociology approaches to more contemporary stuff like Fanon, Butler, Coulthard, um, just really interesting things. And it's great to be with students to watch them see what's going on around them and being able to apply theory to explain, interrogate, um, critique, right, what's going on. So that's that's always really exciting. Um, I think um, my interests are primarily in gender, race, sexuality. Um, so I think that's really what I'm excited to teach is sociology of race and ethnicity, um, sociology um, of sex and gender, um, intersectionality. Heather's got lots of experience, which is always uh, interesting to hear about. Um, so I'm uh, TFing a class this semester that I've uh, TA'd for several times in my uh, career at BU because before I started my PhD I did my master's at BU as well as a LEAP student um, and it's a class uh, called Smart and Connected Systems. It's a hands-on engineering project-based course where students use microcontrollers and mini computers and servos and LEDs and sensors and build little smart systems all semester long, just a series of projects. And uh, it's always a very big class and it's very hands-on and it's just a lot of fun getting to work with the students more in small groups, more one-on-one -on -one and just see how much they learn over the course of the semester going from not really having any clue what they're doing with the hardware to by the end being total experts and always teaching us something new about what they got. Um, I also am 
am very lucky to have an opportunity to teach um, uh, some high school students over uh, with a program over at MIT that is a Saturday engineering exploration and discovery course. And it is terrifying uh, almost every minute because it's a totally different demographic. You know, undergraduate students, you can put more expectation on them, um, but they're high schoolers. And so you want to get them excited and, you know, more fun and less expectation, at least to get them jazzed up and want to go on to a career in STEM and hopefully into robotics, which is my passion area. Um, but working with them is, it's terrifying, but it's also so much fun and so inspiring. They're so smart and so driven, way more accomplished than I was in high school. Matthew Boyd, patron saint of robotics. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love that. And Matt, it's really cool that you're doing, I mean, just seeing the difference developmentally, right? Not only in just where 10th graders are versus 18 to 22 year olds, right? Especially from such different backgrounds. It's, it is a huge treat, right? And it's can be a huge shock, but it's always really exciting. So uh, similar to you, Heather, my teaching at BU has been as a teaching fellow. Um, and so because I'm in the School of Theology, that's ranged from core requirements to electives, and that has been um, history of Christian traditions, uh, Christianity engaging modernity, New Testament studies, um, sex in the New Testament. Um, I've also gotten to teach in my wheelhouse, just feminist and womanist theologies uh, this past semester, and this semester is actually my first time being a research fellow, um, but I think what excites me most, uh, very similar to you, it's the integration of gender, race, ethnicity, and various marginalizations, good morning by you, um, <laughs> various marginalizations as it relates to theological study and practice, um, most specifically like how women have been marginalized in classrooms and how they've taken that power to then teach material that has excluded them. And now the world is really wanting to hear more of it like globally. So that's what I teach and what I'm most passionate about. Well, I actually started my quote unquote teaching experience in my undergrad when I uh, worked as a tutor. And I think I, even though that wasn't, you know, actual teaching, I think I built a lot of my teaching skills through that. And I really learned how to communicate with students in that way. Um, and then during my master's degree, I started teaching uh, as a TS earth science courses. So that was what got me funded through my master's degree was teaching earth science. Um, it was a lot of hydrology, um, geology, any form of like meteorology or earth science. That was great. Uh, that was my big intro to teaching. And then I, between my master's and my PhD, I was an adjunct and I taught environmental chemistry. And then now here at BU, I have taught biology of global change, which is really fun because it is mainly for environmental and biology students, but they are generally new to the ecology field. So it's kind of like an intro to global change and how we know um, how we know things are changing. Yeah, I really like that. It seems like we've got a very good mix amongst the four of us of experiences and levels and types and classes. It's it's a good kind of microcosm of what it sounds like your entire season is going to be about. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to hearing the whole season. And one final thing that I would actually like to add, one of the ways we've ended 
um, all of our episodes is asking if there's anything that our guests want to plug. So even though we're the guests, I think it's still worthwhile asking you, Matt and Heather, if there's anything you want to plug, personal projects, um, any conferences, work, I don't know, anything that you want to just throw out there. Oh, I, you know, I don't really have anything to plug for myself. I'm just like knee deep in dissertation right now. So that's, that's what I'm headed for. But I did want to plug for, for you all, the Pardee Center for the Longer Range Future did send out their call for applications. Um, Shawnice and Jenna, I think you all, especially with your research interests would be amazing candidates for that program. And it's $5,000 in summer funding, a nice office space with lots of windows. Um, if you do want to come onto campus. It's an interdisciplinary research community. Um, so I just wanted to sort of plug that for you guys and your, and your listeners, um, just in hopes, you know, in case anyone was interested in it. It's a, it's a fantastic program and it's super interdisciplinary. So that's always, always really fun. That's really yeah, every time, Thank you. Every time I see those emails, I read them with interest and then I realize, oh man, I just don't have the time yet. Maybe year two or three. <laughs> no, you actually well, get less time over the course of years. <laughs> no, don't so, tell me the that. Program. <laughs> now is the time. Now is the time. Oh, man. All right. Good to know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything to plug, Matt? Um, I do. And, and I'm going to be a bit of a broken record, but I'm going to plug the um, Seed Academy program at MIT, where I, I do teaching every uh, spring and TAing every fall. We always need um, teachers and TAs and you know obviously it's geared towards STEM education however people from all backgrounds are welcome um, yeah definitely thank you for uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to plug it yet again Heather do you have anything else before we uh, sign off for the the end of our season and the beginning of a new season um, you know I have a joke let's hear it what did the mother buffalo say to her son when he was leaving? No idea. Bye, son. <laughs> <laughs>